Hey Viking fans, welcome to my first ever rookie watch report. That's going to happen in 3, 2, 1. Alright my Skull brothers and sisters... This is Skull World, brought to you by Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook, at Skull World. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, and leave a comment below. I am running a contest. Rules are in the description below. I'm giving away up to $50 in merchandise via gift card to your website of your choice. If you subscribe, like, and comment, again, rules in the description below. Now let's get started. This is my... Rookie watch, how I seen it after the preseason game, bubble players possibly on the 40-man or 53-man roster. So let's get started. Let's start with Lewis Seen. I'm, I'm using their college photos. They're not, I got they got some nice photos from the college years, and it kind of sets them apart, I think. So Lewis Seen didn't do anything bad. Um, no, no real splash plays, but solid enough to where he is solidified as the third safety, earning playing time, but not yet over Cameron Bynum. He did start alongside Cameron Bynum, but nothing to warrant, hey, let's start him over Cameron Bynum. He, I think he's getting used to the speed of the game. But he'll come around and be a star, I think. It's just uh, he didn't no splash plays on that first game. We'll see what comes from that. Next guy, Andrew Boo Jr. He he didn't start out well. He had uh, 36 yards and penalties in one play. There was a pa- uh, legal, or pass interference, I believe, and then he had. No, yeah, pass interference, spot foul, and then another 15 yards for like unsportsmanlike or something like that. So he had like 36 yard penalty, right? So got a little overzealous. Uh, he's gonna have to learn. Gonna have to learn. Uh, KOC did say that hey, we had the same refs in the game or in the practices as that played in that game, and we got to go back and look at hey, why wasn't why was that not called a you know pass interference in a in practice or maybe it, maybe it should have been and it was called pass interference in a game so KOC got a good head on his shoulders he's gonna look, look at the tape and coach from there and I when maybe a Mike Zimmer would bench this guy and wouldn't he wouldn't see the time of day the next game that's probably what would happen if we had Mike Zimmer but Andrew Boo Jr. had a little struggle. He has not earned a starting spot yet based on that game. Sorry to say that. He's, he's You know, I'm one of the biggest proponents. I considered him the number one steal of our draft because he should have went in the first round. We got him at 42. So it's, it's honesty coming from me on that one. Big winner, Ed Ingram. This is our starting right guard. Of all the rookies right now, this guy is for sure earning the job to start at right guard, in my opinion. Jesse Davis, make a fine backup, but Ed Ingram's our starter. 
And Chris Reed is just the outside guy looking in now. I had him like winning the right guard job. Ed Ingram takes over. Had him maybe going to center. Now he's a backup left guard. But hey, it's nice to have a couple choices. Hinton and uh, Chris Reed to be backing up Cleveland. In case he falters or gets injured, we can put one of those guys in. Because Hinton had a great game alongside... uh, Schlotman and Ed Ingram all played pretty well in the interior, and we had a lot of running room. Ed Ingram, that's our starter. Stop. Stop thinking about it. Just You're our starter. You've earned it. Here's all week in San Francisco you're going to be starting. That's what they should be doing. Next guy is Brian Osamoa. He is all over the field, um, sideline to sideline. He's going to be our future starting middle linebacker, or one of them. I think he's uh, stood himself apart from Troy Dye. Um, Troy Dye didn't play all that great. I did like some things that Troy Dye did, but there were some missed missed opportunities, looking too too much at the quarterback and not paying attention to the guy that's, that's just ran past him and then curled up for a or an easy reception for a first down. And he fills a hole, but he goes in head down, doesn't shed and shed the blocker and, and make the tackle. Asamoa, free-ranging linebacker, fast, should uh, be our stalwart middle linebacker for the future. Maybe even next year, right, alongside Kendricks. Now, next guy, Caleb Evans. Again, not a not a day where we're gonna say Caleb Evans is our you know has moved up the depth chart, but nothing to bad or bad to report necessarily. I didn't see him, I didn't see his name called. I, I just maybe I missed it. I had a bad feed, and it was on a delay, and I was doing a chat, so maybe I missed what a Caleb Evans did. But um, nothing that I know that anybody else said he stood out. Just you know, just based on watching other people's shows too. I just don't rely on myself. I, no one really spoke up for a Caleb Evans. I saw a, Se- a Sezi, um near the ball. I don't know of any like splash plays or anything. I know he had four tackles, but none of them were solo. Hard to get a solo tackle as a DN, but and on a th- and especially in a three-four. So he is. Uh, he hasn't lost any ground, but he's a. He's still potential cut put on the practice squad because we are only have three defensive line positions and you know, a lot of lot of candidates and he's not that high in the depth chart. I think he's like third team, if not fourth team, if I'm not mistaken on the depth chart. I would have to double check, but it's not being looked at too much yet. Hopefully we'll see more of him in the next game. He's not a he's not a cut candidate this time. I think he'll make it through he should make it through to the third game at least, I think. Now, it just says not much to talk there. The man of the day. Go back and look at my uh, go back and look at my Ty Chandler video I did in May. He was awesome coming out of college, and I I went to bat. Said this guy is one of three um, high value picks in our in our draft that we took way late. So he got taken in the fifth round. He played awesome in college. He was a 
I hope this is his, I hope this is his, uh, picture. I took a Ty Chandler, but he, was he number 19 in college? Yeah, this is the picture the Vikings, the NFL used on his, his draft card, so this has got to be him. Um, number 19, I don't know, he's 32 with the Vikings, but 19's an odd running back number. Um, but that, that looks like him. So, yeah, I, I took this directly from, uh, uh, I think, NFL Network who ranked our, you know, draft picks, and this is the picture they used. So, that's better be Ty Chandler. I think so. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Ty Chandler did awesome, obviously, with what he had, five for 50. It didn't get thrown to it at all, um, uh, which is a strong suit. So, but you could tell his vision. He had a jump cut. He followed his blocks. There wasn't a bad run by him at all. Not one. Not one bad run. He every single run he got pretty good positive yardage, and I got two or three for first down. So, Ty Chandler was a big winner. Of anybody on there, he went from potential cut to hey, we got to figure out what we're gonna do. Are we gonna keep four uh, running backs because we can't let this guy go? And that's the way I feel about it. This uh, Vidarian Low speed of the game is not caught up to him yet. He is not caught up to the speed of the game. Struggled, I think, when he got in there. I, I hope he's a, is a situation where we he probably will be a cut at this point, I think. I, I don't think quite yet, like the first round, maybe the second or third round of cuts. But this guy got to go on our practice squad. He has showed too much potential, and he has such a maturity about him that he would be a great project and potential swing tackle for us. I said that he's going to start in the NFL at some point. Um I don't. I still haven't. I still haven't backed off of that. But hey, I think it might take a little longer than I expected. Vidarian Low. Jalen Naylor. He had his ups and downs in this last game. The ups were he had two catches and he looked really good doing it. The down is he he muffed a kickoff return. So if he's not kick, he's not re, he's not able to return a kickoff, then I don't see much chance of him going back and taking ISM's punt duties, who also muffed a punt return. So God, somebody win that punt job and make me feel good about it. Oh, one of you guys, man. But Jalen Naylor, I he looks as good as I expected him to be. Um, he just needs more opportunity, but it's a deep receiving core. He may be a cut um, because of other guys, other guys stepping up, like a, let's say a Tristan Jackson. Then uh, Albert Wilson played awesome, two touchdowns. So there's there's some opportunity. Uh, there's just too many bodies to fit. If we take seven, maybe he still might be outside looking in. I really want this guy uh, long term. I don't know if he would be. He was a six round pick. He was injured a lot in college. Would he be somebody that would be stolen off our practice squad? We got some tough choices to make a receiver, guys. But hey, Jalen Naylor did not disappoint as a receiver. He did as a kick returner. So that's Jalen Naylor. And then uh, Nick Muse, I didn't see him. Um, maybe I was wrong. I don't think he got a catch. Um, don't think he got a target. 
but I I don't see him making the team at this point. I had him cut, I cut him from my 53 on 2.0. Uh, just because of Zach Davidson, who got a catch, one for 10 yards, and made a first down. But but Nick Muse um, has not stood out. I haven't heard about much of him from practice either. So he may be one of those development tight ends. I believe that we'll put a, a Nick Muse on the practice squad if we can, and I don't think anybody will steal him. And then Zach McLeod. And this is a UDFA. He wasn't drafted. And he, uh, I think he played six years of college football because I think he had red shirt and he had the COVID year, so six years. So he's a pretty mature player. Uh, we gave him $250,000 to sign with this as a UDFA. He was a – we wanted to make sure we got him. There's no, he didn't do bad, and I heard that he was pretty active and he looked decent on some people that talked about him, but I didn't, I didn't see it. There's a lot going on in the game, can't, and I can't rewind it. So, um, McLeod is, uh, is still, I got an opportunity out there, outside linebacker. Played DN too in in college. I don't see him doing that. He's gonna be mainly an outside. He's gonna be outside linebacker. I don't think he's gonna put his hand on the ground on this defense. But it's nice to have a guy that has talent like this that may not make the team. It just means we got that much more talent out there like a DJ Wanham. So, hey, that being said, uh, he, I think he's uh, ahead of Mintz right now. So he's he isn't too far away from making the bubble. But another position we have a lot of talent at is outside linebacker and inside linebacker which I didn't think we had going into the draft, and now we do. And that's a lot of credit to Kwesi. Kwesi, Kwesi, Adolfo Mensa. All right, guys, that's it for my – that's it That's it for Rookie Watch. This is Skull World brought to you by Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. Follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook, at Skull World. I got a live show on the Purple Code on Facebook, and it's also called the Purple Code when they post it to – uh, YouTube, that is Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern. The Purple Code, Facebook, and YouTube. Check that out. Me and my co-host, um, Purple uh, Purple Pocket Podcast, MC Rap. I also call him Purple MLK. We are we signed up. We signed on to do a, a once a week live show on the Purple Code, Facebook, and YouTube. Check it out. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, and leave a comment. Ring a bell so you don't miss an episode. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm that's it. That's it for Skull World. Purple Hulk. Hashtag Purple Hulk. I'm out of here. See you next time. Skull Brothers. Skull Brothers.